So uh, we've got Lex Divine, not not Ryan. I shouldn't call you Ryan, or should I call you Lex now? I mean, this is sort of a kayfabe breaking podcast, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're sitting next to each other on a couch, and in kayfabe. Uh, the most interaction we've ever had is him reading bullying tweets to me in front of a crowd. Aha, uh, uh-huh. okay. So we well, don't, we're not together and are not like living together in cafes. So. Right, in, 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 in the wrestling world. That's okay. So I'm supposed to be Italian. So, you know, and, and, and I'll have spaghetti tonight, but that's about the only thing about me that's, that's, that's actually Italian. Don't tell, uh, uh, Monty from Monty and the Pharaoh. He gets so upset at that. For some reason, Monty from Monty and the Pharaoh thinks that like my pretending that I was Italian is like the most offensive thing that's ever happened in the history of wrestling. And us to so we have questions from fans, mm-hmm. and I'm here to answer them. And uh, just I, I may blather on and on and on, but I will get to a point eventually with your help. Like so, what, my introductions, I will get to a point eventually. And here is the first point I'm going to get to a question, or actually it's more of a statement slash question. And it says, please ask Dutch. Dutch, do you know who up in New York is talking about you? Uh, yes. There's, there's two answers to that, really. Mm-hmm. One of them, you say, who? And they said, nobody. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. good on sound yep. are you okay to go yeah growing up adopted knowing I'm adopted the one and only thing that I've always tried to do make my mom and dad proud of me we had a friend he his son played hockey he says maybe that would be a good sport for him to get Mike to get into played them all except goalie he said he's too big yeah he covered the whole net <laughs> He had 33-inch thighs. This was as an eighth grader. He had 19-inch calves. He had a size 16 and a half neck. It was just, it was just like a solid piece of granite. I've known Mike, to be honest, really too fucking long. <laughs> he hit you with your arms and you it's like taking it to the body, shiver. He got into the normal scrapes like all all kids do. He was a bully. And uh, anytime he didn't get his way, you know, he would he would try to, or he would, he wouldn't try, he would. Um... He'd bully you. 25, 26 years old, man, I was, you know, on top of the world. I was like, oh my God, I just, you know, I'm wrestling, you know, for the WWF. They decided they wanted to give me a character, half man, half beast, and they wanted to put this big giant bullhead on me. Vince, probably spent $100,000 on this fucking bullhead that I only wore like five, six times. I grabbed Vince by the arms and I'm talking to him through the mouth of this bullhead and I said, Vince, I got this. I said, don't worry about it. I had a good friend of mine die in the ring in my arms in Bremen, Germany in 1993, Larry Cameron. He had a heart attack in the middle of the ring and I watched this guy of black color turned to an ash gray. I bought a ring and fixed it up and opened up my company, had a few shows, and then that's when I found out that C6 was touching my spinal cord and my career was over. For those of you who don't know what CTE syndrome is, it's a chronic traumatic encephalopathy which stands for uh, one too many concussions.
All right, welcome back to Long Island and the world's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh, only seen here out of Indie Music TV, straight out of Ronkonkoma, Long Island, with my super producer, Abe. How are you? Doing good, brother. And we have a very special beginning uh, with the, not exit of Jimmy, but the... Uh, Jimmy starting a new life, getting himself set up. I made a phone call, and I asked a very good friend to say, hey, you know what I need? I need some eye candy for Monty and the Pharaoh. Daniel Petro, I like to call you Petro. But, Miss Petro, thank you for becoming the new co-host of the world's number one pro wrestler broadcast. Honestly, it is amazing. I'm happy to be here, honestly. And we're happy to, to we're happy to have you. We are happy to have you. Listen, um, I know you a little better than than some, and I thought it would be a good opportunity for the people that just know you for you know your social media or uh, your relationship with uh, Matt Riddle, that maybe you tell people a little bit about yourself so they kind of could know the the true Daniela. Don't you hate when you live in someone's like horrible shadow? Like that's really how only anyone's ever known my name is because of Matt Riddle. It's like the worst shadow to follow in. <laughs> <laughs> I am my own son. Like <laughs> No, um, so yes, that's that's how my name has been Googleable now. I am now Googleable, minus that's my mugshots. <laughs> <laughs> I I am <laughs> I am Daniela, um, ex-girlfriend of WWE, once used to be a good superstar, Matt Riddle, um, a single mom, raising my boys. I live in amazing Tampa, Florida. Uh, I own my own concierge cleaning business, but for uh, shits and giggles on the side, I like to uh, be a TikTok influencer, a Instagram influencer, as everyone likes to call me. <laughs> So, but well, now you... part of the the family of Monty and the Pharaoh. That's it, baby. That's it. You, wait, I, I can't let you pass over your TikTok videos and your Instagram videos. Because those, every time I see them, I go, what are those, professionally done? Like, how, how are you pulling those off? You know what? Ever since me and Matt broke up, I've definitely taken a, a, a halt on the dating life and the social scene. And I have, I, I've always been very creative. I will give myself that what credit is due and thank God I'm passing along to my children, but I get bored. <laughs> and I'm well, like, I see like these 16 year olds and I'm like, I think better stuff than that. Watch. How, lo how long does it take you to make those videos though? I mean, I'm serious. When I look at them, I'm like, what has she got a cameraman in her bedroom? I mean, like how long does it take you to make those? To make the actual video, yeah. probably like five, ten minutes. But the editing, that's where the real art and technique is. The editing could take me an hour to two hours, depending on like how many like special effects I want to add to it, if I'm doing a transition into a different look. So like the editing, just getting it like right on the key and like all types of stuff, that definitely is um that's the process right there. Well, I got to tell you, every like I I got to start learning how to make videos like that. I'm gonna have to start practicing. I want to give you My a little bit of a sixteen-year-old taught me. They're obsessed with TikTok and YouTubers. They taught I, me how to do it. I don't have a sixteen-year-old, and my partner you couldn't even my... turn on a computer. <laughs> Take them. <laughs> not no, not out of not out of these. It ain't happening anymore. I'm way way past that time. I'm shooting blanks, my friend. Trust me. Oh, no. <laughs> Men have no expiration date. It's only us women. We're like, uh, no, I don't know we about that. Want to introduce you to the family that joins us every 30, Daniela. ESO Creative. Hello, fam. Benny Scala. Roy Batiste. Jason Morning. Phil DeCessere. Uh, we got here I Steve Kotenberg. You like that? You like that, Phil DeCessere? I like that name, DeCessere. Daniela DeCessere. 
I got to tell you, dude, the dude's built like a brick shit house too. He's he's in good shape. I gotta go for it. I want I want the dorky nerdy ones that literally like I can't I can't go that route again. I'm not. I don't want you fit. I don't want oh, it anymore. We're going dorky the, and nerdy. The huh? humble guys. The humble. I need the humble guys. The nice. I'm giving the nice guys a chance now. Steve Kotenberg, who I was in the military with, honor sir. R.J. Hudson, uh, Matthew Holland. Might have to do shit in Matthew Holland. He's a he's a bit crazy. Uh, let's see else so we got like, here. Hey. Yeah, no, he's he's worse. Trust me, you can't get much worse than Matthew. Uh, Stingers ten. Uh, going down the list, the first lady, Miss Maria Davis, Mitch Seinfeld. Mitch Seinfeld is the uh, a very famous pitch man, who uh, you know, Home Shoppers Network. Any relation to Jerry? No, unfortunately okay. not. But they might have the same amount of money, though, Daniela. No, don't shake your <laughs> head like that. They may have the same amount of money. Jay Will Loose is here. Uh, who else we got here? I think that's about it as we're piling in. Uh, and we got our your first. We're starting you off fresh. We're going to have an interview with uh, author Dr. Filer after the commercial break, so I'm excited for that. Uh, DR's written some many books that either have to do with sci-fi and pro wrestling and some other stuff, so we're going to get into that. Uh, first subject, Daniela. Patriot fan dies after apparent medical event during Miami Dolphin game. New England Patriots fan died after suffering an apparent medical event after attending Sunday night's game. Dale Mooney, 53, of New Hampshire, died Sunday uh, in the hospital after he was punched by a Dolphins fan. What are your thoughts I about that? I feel like, Florida, like Florida can't like just not be involved with something. <laughs> like, is it just me? Like, no. I feel like we always have a, a hand to play in some type of like, hey, guess what? Brady's old team. We punched a guy as a fan. He's dead. Like, I, I feel like, like it's literally like it only happens in Florida. Yeah, like, like what is the deal it, with that? The guy like chewed up like the ear and stuff, or the face was like the first thing of like that drug thing was like a Floridian. Like, I feel like we're like the first of everything. Like, and it's never good stuff either. It's always something. No, really it's literally bad. the batshit crazy stuff. Like, like, uh. Never have I ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're always the first to, like, we set the movement for, like, the most ridiculous, asinine, really not morally good things. And then it's just like, oh, it just goes downhill for every other state. What do you, what do you think a guy thinks? It's like, hey, I went to the football game, got in a fight over a bunch of millionaires that could give a shit about me. I punch another guy in the face, and now I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life. Do you think that's a yeah, day you so want to get back? Is he going to get – that's a question, though. Is he going to get – what is it? Manslaughter? Involuntary manslaughter? Like, what is – like, what's the charge? I would have to think it would be have to be second-degree murder, right? Or It can't be involuntary. Second-degree second is like it, it wasn't intended to go the murder route, but it happened. Right, so punching right. a guy in the face and he died would be, hey, I didn't mean to kill you. I just wanted to punch you. Damn. Kind of up. Don't they have like those like, I know they have the slapping shit for like guys that slap the competitions or that. No, it's not. It's not even a competition. It's um, it's actually a sport now, right? Can you imagine yeah. they have like a punching competition? That man's killing everybody. It's like, uh, you know. Well, <laughs> I just, just think about that particular day. They both get up in the morning, take a shower, brush their teeth, do whatever else they have to do in the bathroom, put on their stupid-ass uniforms, run to go play, have a few beers, and one guy's dead, the other guy's going to life for murder. The day that He's we want to take back. As a Dolphins fan, like, that's even worse. Like, you are everyone's bitch now. Like, even Floridians, we're like, nah, it's either, it, it's Dolphins or Buccaneers, Buccaneers. You're a Dolphins fan. And murder. <laughs> So, it would have been okay if he was like a Buffalo Bills fan? You know what? He would have got some street cred if he was a... 
Tennessee Titans fan on some real shit. Like, I got you. Wow. What if they were a Jet fan? Uh, no comment. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I. You know what? You hit it right. You don't need to say anything more at all. I have a lot to say usually, but this is where I'm going to keep quiet. <laughs> Daniela, I want to recognize we back in the day when we first started this uh, show. We ended up getting in a feud with this uh, other podcast, which is called Boston Wrestling. It went on. It was we used to call it the Thursday Night Wars, and it, 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 it drew a lot of attention. But unfortunately, the host of the other show passed away uh, about a year ago. So today was his birthday. So I want to at least say happy birthday to Mr. Dan Marotti in heaven. Would you like to share any thoughts on Dan Marotti? I apologize. I don't know who that is. And I'm not but... asking that. I didn't ask you if you know him. I just wanted to see if you wanted to give him a little happy birthday cheers oh, in no. heaven. Oh, no. Listen, Thursday, Thursday, I raised my glass to probably, if, if you two were competing, he must have been a tough competition. He was. And. You know what? Rest in peace, Dan Marotti. So also recently, I need you to weigh in on this because you know how much I respect your opinion. Another podcast, this kid in England, he was having the a show, uh, the best and most hated podcast, wrestling podcast in the world. And, you know, we, we came up on the list. That's an oxymoron, though. The best and the worst? Like, the best... And the hated, so I guess two separate lists. How's that? Oh, I okay. that? It was a list. All right. So we came up on the the love list, which is really nice. But there's a there's a host on there. You know, one of your favorite people. He's a wrestler too. His name is Dutch Mantel, and Dutch isn't a fan of ours. In fact, there's a picture of you can see Dutch there. Um, we did a rant on Dutch a couple of weeks ago. We've been getting a little heat over the internet, but. I guess the question to you is this. Do you mind men with, like, really hairy backs or stupid mustaches like like I'm showing you right now? Because that's what he actually looks like. Um, it depends. Because I, I do feel like there's an art to this mustache game. And I, I do, I, I'm not for facial hair and, uh, my, my, my children's father, he definitely, he didn't have back hair, but I, I'm going to be like full disclosure here. I, he would have like this patch above his butt that really drive me insane. Yeah. And it was just like, I think if you really, really liked, I mean, it, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I gotta be. How would you feel if, like, that's what, that's like saying, like, if I just, I went all natural. Yeah. Just let the I, hair grow wherever it grows. Wouldn't be a good idea. It, it wouldn't really be a wouldn't. good idea. But for me, I mean, if you're gonna have it, maintain it. I like, I like when they do like those, like. Oh, you do crap, like the curly like, mustache. Because our, in Tampa, we have so many bartenders that have like that little prohibition, like hipster look. It's like a thing around here that like I do like they really put some like real hard effort into it. Like they they I don't know, like it's it's a craft and I, I can appreciate it. It's almost Back like here, those, though, I don't, it's I almost don't like know. those videos you make like crafty, like a mustache. Yeah, it, it yes. It's crafty. I put the back here, though, I don't know. It depends. How long is it? Is it thick? Do I feel like I'm running my hands through someone's hair from grabbing Ugh. it? Like, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot to it. I have to say, it's I'm an open ended question. Like, there's more levels to it. I, I might be a little disappointed right now, I got to be honest. <laughs> you have little, back I'm a little shocked. How's that? Why? I just don't get the hair and the mustache. I, I just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I would think you'd be more into it. this look. He has a co-host, and his co-host looks like he's about 14 years old. Um, he's from England, and he's got Listen, that I'm English voice. I ain't knock it. What's that? I personally, I, I don't know if it's just American women. You could literally be the most repulsive man 
But as soon as you hear like that Australian accent or that that UK accent, it's like, wow, that's a panty dropper. <laughs> well, it I is. guess I'm gonna have to break out my English accent. Hello, Daniela. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Today. Monty and the Python. I, I, my laddie, welcome to the Monty and the Petro podcast. No, no, we're, we're, we gotta understand though. It's just, it's just so foreign that he's so sexy. Which is, I don't know, like, I don't know. What kind of wine are you drinking, there, laddie? I am, I am a cab drinker, and I'm not gonna lie. Before we got on half the bottle is gone that's what i'm talking about i gotta start drinking in studio i was for a little while but you know if, okay wait, your shows are on thursday so you know it's thursday thursday right yeah it does, you're right next show i'll be drinking with you because no one should ever drink alone you so know, ww you know, we should, go ahead we should do we should, we should drink we should do like a shot for some spike some little like crazy news or something you know what i know what i think we're gonna do you know what we'll plan it out but maybe we'll have like questions and if you get them wrong we you have to take a shot you get it right i have to take a shot what do you think i'm i'm about it i'm All so right, I'm about in. it wwe had their releases today but unfortunately your ex didn't make the list thoughts whose dick is he sucking Well, I'm sorry. I have gotten into multiple, we'll say tips with, with past exes, lovers, whatever. And the one thing that has always saved my ass when I'm like about to be dumped or something is, so this man, he, ah, he's doing something. I, I, or he has something on someone because how does he literally, I heard this news today and I don't, you know, you know how your phone listens to you want to go search something from Google. And of course that's like really, Oh my, how is like, he has a saving grace. There is a guardian angel out there and I don't know who it is, but it's just like someone posted. He was, he teaches a, a Taekwondo class. Teaches a Taekwondo class because he's he's he specializes in Taekwondo. He taught class yesterday. Wow. The man was even on Raw. Wow. MIA. But he taught Taekwondo. And if like supposedly that that um oh who is that degenerate of a guy that's like besties with the bestie? Um he was like, Oh, straight from the horse's mouth, Matt Riddle has an ear infection and and bronchitis so it's nothing to do with the airport he's not gonna be on raw because of a severe ear infection and bronchitis and then all of a sudden it released that he was gonna come on the following monday following that which is like you know what we'll just let this kind of die down let the dust settle but then he's not there okay maybe he's still sick rumors he's still sick whatever and then he's teaching a taekwondo class I just, I don't, I don't know. I Well, he is a super bro, bro, right? He is, there is nothing super about that man. He is a walking track. And I'm sad to say I dated him. Well. That's, we all. We, we all do our charity for the year. That is it, right? It, good charity work. Maybe you could turn it in for taxes next year. One thing that's important, though, is Riddle's girlfriend, we all know her as Misha Montana, is showing off her baby bump recently. Um, I've got to ask you this. Misha, I'm not going to call her a porn star. I'm just going to call her a porn actress, right? Um, Let's just say adult entertainer. Adult, adult entertainer. entertainer. Thank you. That's why, yeah. that's why you're on, that's why you're the, you're the star of the show, because I really don't know how to pronounce stuff right. Um. And now she's with Riddle, who, from what I understand, doesn't really, isn't really too involved with his kids. And correct me if I'm wrong, I may have that totally wrong. I mean, what kind of chance does this kid have, this Misha Montana, Matt Riddle love child? 
in my opinion, and I can only go by my experience. Um, he's a, he's a good check. That I'll I'll give him support wise while I was with him. Definitely financially, will take care of the children. Um, I feel like it's a feeling of yeah, I feel like being a dad today, but it's not really the 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 parenting is an all around thing. You're a good guy. You're a bad guy. You're disciplinary. You're fine. You're a teacher. You're everything. He is just, it's almost like a big brother. You remember boys and girls club. Mm. I feel like he treats his kids like they're part of the boys and girls club. And he, he's the one assigned to them. That's how I felt while with him. Like it's, it's, it shouldn't be a, it should be, I'm going to go through hell and high waters to do what I have to do to spend time with my children. Right. At the time, I don't even like my kids, and I'm, I love spending time with them. <laughs> there you go. But with her, I, I, don't, I don't, I think this is one of those, oh, I can't wait for this baby to be due. <laughs> You're going to get a real reality check, lady. <laughs> you thought you caught yourself a money bag. His career's going down the shitter. That's one. I'm, I'm not even going to be surprised if she did some porn pregnancy, but I'm not going to knock the adult entertainers because I actually have two friends who are actually more famous than her, have gotten more awards than her, and one of them actually just had a baby, and in my opinion, I thought was the modest way because I hadn't seen her in a couple months. She, I didn't even know she was pregnant until it was on a private story, and it was just like, because she kept her career and her personal life separate. Yeah, but does she worry about what the future brings after you have this child and it starts to grow up and then, you know, Google time and then all of a sudden, My bam. Thing is you, you messed up with the first couple of ones because she has one and he has three. Like, you think, listen, there's no restart button. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, crack this one. Let's go get another dozen. Like... That's so not we, how it goes. We got a guy that killed someone at a football game, and then we got these two, and there ain't no restart button. Here we go. <laughs> Especially when their when their when their life path is like it's not it's not climbing up; it's going down. Your stocks are plummeting. So it's like I can only imagine what your parenting skills are like. Oh my god! Here's something interesting for everybody out there that I found out about you in our discussions and. Uh, I really want to go out there and, and give you tons of credit. Uh, you had a problem with your weight, which I had no clue. And you not only took it all off, but you've kept it off, which everybody knows, right? Everybody struggles their weight at some point, or at least most people do. And I've lost a certain, a lot of weight many times, but keeping it Men off is it's easier for you guys to lose weight it is but how did it's you maintain so the 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 fitness you're in well we'll thank uh matt for the uh, first off weight loss <laughs> going through that shit that's where it's it, sadly how i lost it was a lot of anxiety depression and just going through understanding my traumas with him but i will tell you the one thing I tried to do, I've always felt like I ate healthy, but then I was realizing like the time of day I was eating it and like that wasn't good. And then I threw myself, I work a very physically active job. My job, I am up and down folding everything. I'm, I'm a housewife 24, seven, seven days a week. So it's like, I'm not sitting at a desk. I don't need to go to a gym. It really is what you intake first and then just being active. I'm not, I've never stepped foot in a gym like that. Like I maybe have gone with a girlfriend as a guest pass and be like, ah, I'll walk the treadmill. Sure. No, I'm not a gym person, but it is just really your intake. I cut out, sodas and if i wanted to cheat with sodas because sodas also expand your stomach so like i stopped doing i did the zero sugar or i did this the seltzer waters you know that was a big thing that is one of my biggest weaknesses is soda and i love breads breads and pastas and 
it was like, okay, instead of that full bowl, I'm going to go with protein pasta and I'm going to cut it down. And I also meal prep for a lot of my clients. So I'm constantly cooking all the time and I'm weighing out. And then I started picking up their good habits of what they're doing to keep themselves and staying in shape with their diet. So like I implemented that with my everyday lifestyle. So it's worked out with the, the job that I do because I'm very, very active. And then also just picking up healthy habits and then stopping the bad ones. I've never had a sweet tooth besides maybe some wine or like a mixed cocktail. That is not my thing, but I, I was, I'm a big, like I used to do like the good bread and the nice spreads on it and easily half a loaf. And I didn't, I honestly didn't even realize how big I was until because of the breakup or until like seeing myself on like um, the Undertaker's Hall of Fame those little glimpses on me, I'm like, holy shit, I was big. I've lost almost 100 pounds since last year. So it's just like, I was always very comfortable in my own skin, but I really didn't see myself in that light until it was kind of just thrown in my face. Mm. So now it's just been like just maintaining it and just kind of just staying very active. Um, That's how I've been doing it. Cutting things in half, better eating. Well, I got to say you should give yourself tons of kudos because what you what you did is not a small feat so very very impressive. Why do you think I'm half naked on my Instagram a lot more? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the first lady of wrestling's asking, "Are you drinking good fucking wine one of our sponsors?" I uh, I am drinking Cab and um it was actually a Christmas gift bottle. It's a 2017, so at least it's aged good. And so good. far, it's you're making me a bit jealous upcoming events i didn't have uh, to do my water too i have my water <laughs> upcoming events september 29th pn news arrives into studio pn news the best friend of mike mantor who we lost a few months back we paid that tribute video he'll be in at 6 30 p.m and at 5 30 p.m we've got doink the clown in studio and then at 7.30, I believe, T.L. Hopper, and then at 8.30, Duke the Dumpster, and November 11th, Paul London is in studio. We'd like to thank the band that sings a theme song for Monty and the Petro Show. Uh, our own Jimmy Farrell, along with his partner Bart Griggs, brings uh, plays the band Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings great songs as In My Dreams This Life. Not far behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Hit that like and subscribe when you're over there. Please go to the Monty and the Farrell YouTube page and hit that like and subscribe. Download Wisteria Hall music on Spotify, Apple Music, and Reverb Nation. If you don't know it, you are watching the world's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Petro. Catch us on the Monty and the Farrell YouTube page, the Monty and the Farrell Facebook Live page. Here's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, the Twitch TV, Monty and the Farrell page. And if you're lucky enough to live in New York, catch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. or Saturday at 11.30 a.m. And Channel 20 at Tuesday at Channel 7, uh, I'm sorry, at 7 p.m., where over 150,000 viewers watch us weekly, where you'll catch our interview and our new co-host, Mr. D.R. Feeler, uh, which will be coming on shortly. And that, you know, Daniela, there's a network out there. It's called Intuitive. It's I-N-2-I-T-I-V-E Network. It's like a new Netflix, but guess what? It's free. You can get movies, well, documentaries, free, videos. If it's free, it's for me. You need to download it. And guess, spearheading that network is the number one's world number one pro wrestling broadcast because Jim Beam, you know that liquor, right? They say so. So many good times on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to have more good times on it. Trust me. We'll be right back with author Dr. Feeler after this commercial break. You want to send us to the commercial break? We're going to commercial. See you soon. Come back. <laughs> we know life. Ba, ba, ba. 
have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says weed whacker. I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped. What are you thinking about Love Manscaped, it. dude? You Love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What don't I use it for? Put it this way. <laughs> the only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows. Yeah. That oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. That is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the So fair. Manscaped there, is you, a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to oh, go do I know the deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush? <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald mm. then i i start where is that pedophilia line that yeah. i'm that i'm i don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that that's very interesting like that. i never thought about wow. that. you're a smart dude oh yeah. so if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly you're cool with that if the landing strip is has like i said well manicured yeah. you yeah. can see both sides it's not like blinking lights on both sides of that landing? i just don't i don't want <laughs> you know i don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. Unwanted areas on that gotcha. as well. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, look but what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest, gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older <laughs> I get, though, I don't, I think, I don't think I can be as... Uh, I as, found as, it! Have, I found have it! Have you ever gone down there and, like, just, like, you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is Retro. Just Absolutely. Retro? You're like, whoa. Wow. Like, yeah, like it pops out? Do you, like, walk out, or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the courage to get through. a trooper. <laughs> yeah. He's a trooper. Got to give him a name. Yeah, not, all, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I listen. Can't, I couldn't. I Super couldn't Bush. Say, I couldn't say. Well, if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to like you know go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but with that, Ron we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, and we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a dropkick second. Uh-oh. Drop. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV, straight out of Ronkonkoma, Long Island. Before we get to our special guest... I want to just keep everybody updated on Jimmy's travels as he's on his way to Florida. Uh, he left last night, I believe, about 8 o'clock at night. Where does he look like he's at, Abe, right now? Do we have a tracker on him? Looks like he's uh, pretty far in the wrong direction, I'll say that. <laughs> well, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess Jimmy's not going to find his love for a little bit. Jimmy, if you can hear me and you're watching the show, you better turn around. <laughs> You're going in the wrong direction, fella. <laughs> hey, but he's in coming to Florida where it's the best. Before you know it, Jimmy will be punching someone in the stands and killing him. Uh, I want to welcome author Dr. Feeler. How are you, sir? Thank you for joining. Am I hacking your name yet? Did I destroy it yet? Because I'm known for that. Yeah, it's Filer, but I appreciate Filer. you having me on. I know. I appreciate having you on. And you're on our first show. Uh, my partner, Jimmy Farrow, uh, has moved to Florida. Don't worry, butchered he... my last name, too. I do, <laughs> no. I, but that's the way I like to say it, Danielle. But this is Danielle's first show as co-host. She's been kind enough to join us. So you're, you're really on the initial show with Monty and the Petro. You see? doesn't take long. I'll get it. Um, it used to be Petro to him. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> you could call me something else then we'll fare it even it out so i'm gonna call you dr because i just kind of dig that it's kind of cool sure. so sure, dr you've cool. got I like that. <laughs> you wrote a few books here gorp the grappler which has been sitting on our table here for a very long time uh son of the blackboard blackbird the hangman yeah. leaves him hanging ambush at the palace 
What made you realize that writing books was something you wanted to do? You know, I've, I've pretty much always had three interests in my life, um, music, politics, and writing. And sometimes they, they you know, cross streams and uh, other times not. I, I grew up, um, I'm 53. I, I grew up in Tallahassee, Florida, where I'm talking to you from now. So this is the Florida show, I guess, tonight. Um, yeah. And uh, so, I, you know, I grew up with championship wrestling from Florida and Georgia in the 70s. And uh, that's always just kind of been a backdrop for me. And it's uh, it's made it way into my fiction now. That's very cool. That's very cool. Um, you know, there's nothing like curling up to a good book, right? No. Tell me about nothing it. Like I'm... Honestly, Dr. what would you recommend me crawling up to when it comes down to my reading material? Well, I'd recommend starting with uh, Gorp the Grappler. It's, it's a fun, quick, easy read. It's, my hope is that for real fans of, uh, of, of the old territory days of wrestling, that it will ring true. Uh, that it'll, you know, that it will, you'll, you'll recognize. I've, it's a fictionalized version of the Florida territories from the seventies, um, but that that it'll ring true. That it'll, it'll sound right to you. That it'll feel like the wrestling that that you grew up watching. Um, and the 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 basic story is um, the idea that first came to me that became this story is there's an alien invasion uh, of earth. They're going to take over the earth in a kind of stereotypical Mars attacks kind of, you know, fashion. He doesn't but love this, that. One, this one alien though, uh, he starts listening. They're monitoring our, you know, our, our radio and TV and everything. And he um, starts listening to the wrestling broadcast coming out of Florida. And he doesn't understand our culture because he's an alien. And what he thinks he understands is that the world champion is going to be coming and wrestling and defending his title in Florida, which is close to where his alien invasion force is. And he gets it in his mind that the world champion of wrestling is synonymous with being the world champion of Earth. And he thinks, well, it's got to be a lot easier than this whole invasion that we're going to do if I can just go beat this guy in hand-to-hand -hand combat. And so that's kind of the, um, the conceit of the novel, and then it it follows his uh, his path to become the world champion wrestler. Uh, and along the way, he figures out that it doesn't mean what he thought it meant, but uh, but he's he's still into it and still wants to pursue the title. So that's that's the basic story, and it's a good starting point. Does that, does that alien eventually become Matt Riddle? <laughs> he had to go there, didn't he? He I, really well, had to go there. I had to, he why not? <laughs> He is an extraterrestrial. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, that man is out of this world. In many ways, in one. Many ways, you know, in one. Good. No, I no. I take that back. Just bad. Just bad. It, it was actually one of the things that I had fun with with this story was the idea that, you know, that there's so many kind of oddballs in in wrestling that an alien could kind of fit in and, and people would just kind of go along with it and, and accept him as one of the group, you know. I really love the concept, though. It, it's it's really it's really a good con a really good concept. And the one thing that I really found great about it, it didn't have one loquacious in the entire book. So it made it much easier for me to read, which was pretty important. Yeah, I yeah, love I his extended you. vocabulary right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, well, it's nothing like the initial show, baby. <laughs> when in Rome, or Tampa, Florida, Florida, Florida. You're actually the odd man out tonight. I am. I am. Even your old your 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 original co-host is on his way to Florida. I listen. If I could get out of here, I would. Trust me. I've been trying for a long, long time. <laughs> I think his books, though, listening to how he's describing them is honestly, especially with what happened with the whole, we actually, there are such thing as aliens. Good timing. It is I love yeah. science fiction. I'm a big science fiction person. It's I funny, like given the headlines. The beyond. Given the headlines lately, I, you know, I actually had the thought when I was first working on this book, is it, you know, is science fiction going to be passe by the time it comes out? But 
Oh no, you hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Tampa is the main setting for these books. Uh, you know, they, they cover Florida. They go all over Florida because it's about the Florida territory, but, but the territory is based in Tampa. So, so are you warming up to me right now? Cause you're saying, you know, I'm a Tampa girl now. I love my Tampa. Yeah, honestly, I think that I think people who are from Tampa, who live there, who are familiar with it, you know, there's things that they'll get a kick out of. I hope, you know, with all the settings, um, I'm, I'm based in Tallahassee. There's a lot of stuff that happens here that, uh, you know, that, again, I think people familiar with the with these areas will will recognize, particularly, you know, from the 70s. One thing I found interesting also is you mentioned before politics, wrestling, writing, music. You had your own record label? Yeah, I have. Well, I'm, I'm involved in a couple different record labels, actually. Um, one of them is called Panhandle Punk Productions. And I played in punk bands growing up in, in North Florida in the, in the 80s. I love punk. And, and I've got a, a partner who really heads up this project who a few years ago, he kind of went from being a, a record collector to more of an, an historian and archivist. And he really wanted to figure out how to get how to preserve the memory of this stuff. And um, and so in 2018, we put out our first record. It was a compilation of punk bands from Tallahassee from the 80s. Uh, we're, we've got four records out now that are all uh, representative of that that time and place, underground and alternative music from the Florida Panhandle in the 1980s. And, uh, and we've got a lot of other projects associated with it too. He hosts a website, a Facebook page, uh, we're looking at even maybe doing some uh, museum installations and things like that. So, um, and you know, the the coolest thing about it to me has been not just that you know people our age who remember it and get a, you know and 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 are appreciative of us doing it. That's great. What I've really appreciated is that there is a younger generation, people my kids' age, people in their twenties in college, who are discovering this music for the first time and who didn't know about it and who are really getting into it. Um, there's one of these folks is a college student who uh, became aware of our the first record that we put out, and he's actually working now on a documentary um, about the punk scene from Florida, you know, at that time. So, um, so that's that's one of the projects. And then the other one, uh, Sounds and Voices Media, is the label that I have that uh, both my books and uh, and soon music will be coming uh, out on that label as well. Now, can I ask what what bands do you have signed? To this label well you know the the first the first one it, it's it's a it doesn't operate like a normal record label would because really the purpose of it is to uh to highlight music that you know from from this older time period so we're not signing new bands and putting out new music um it's, it's like i said it's really more of a of a kind of um an effort to preserve this history um and then with my other label sounds and voices that's mostly going to be, be a, uh, at least initially, a vehicle for my own music, um, but I, I, I may I may expand it out at some point. So, um, so they operate a little bit differently than a traditional record label would. Dr. I'm I'm going to make I an assumption here. Uh, I'm assuming you're a Star Trek fan, right? <laughs> you got it. Okay. I have a long argument on the on the show, and we're only talking about the original series, okay? So we have to stick to yeah. the original series. What was the greatest Star Trek episode in the history of Star Trek, according to DR? In the original series. The original only. Yeah. Um... You know, interestingly enough, the first one that comes to my mind is the pilot, uh, is the Captain Pike episode. Um, that would be a contender for me. The other one would be uh, the Ponfar episode when when Spock went back to Vulcan um, and ended up in the hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat with Kirk. Okay. Um, th th those are the two that come to my mind. The argument I've always had with my partner, my favorite episode is the Savage Curtain with Abraham Lincoln. He mm -hmm. says it's the worst episode in the history of the show. Where does this Savage Curtain rank with you? Oh, it's definitely not the worst. That's a great episode. In fact, 
if I remember correctly, I want to say, and you can maybe correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say that Harlan Ellison, who's a really uh, famous science fiction writer, wrote that episode. Um, I, I think it's certainly considered one of the best by by many people, and uh, and I, I would definitely be on, on your side on that one. Well, you see, thank you. Now you prove my point, right? So now I'm a happy man, right? This has been an ongoing argument Wait, forever. No, I remember my favorite episode, but I don't know what it was called. It had like little tiny fur things that were everywhere. <laughs> that what was big. that? No, I'm dead. I'm yeah, dead that would serious. be. It, go it ahead, Dion. That was my favorite yeah. episode. Yeah. See, I can be yeah. a nerd too. I know this though. Yeah, but Daniela, I got to be honest with you. That's considered one of the worst episodes of all time. <laughs> I've done worse things <laughs> than play with fribbles or whatever they are. <laughs> you know, as a as a kid, the uh, the Gorn episode was a was a biggie for me. Too. Oh, of course, Gorn is yeah, Gorn is is the one. Yeah. But you know, yeah. but again, I got to go back to the Abraham Lincoln one. I mean, that's you know, help me, Spock. One of my favorite lines of all time. Yeah, yeah. Daniela, what do you got, buddy? I'm not talking anymore. You just said I had the worst episode. I, I no. I used to. I really did. That was one of my things. My grandfather loved Star Trek. So whenever I would go and spend like the weekend with them or something, he would always put on the old school because I think it was um, my generation was um, uh, who played Data. What generation was that of Star Trek? That was Next Generation. So that, that was, was my genre. Yeah. That yeah. was my genre. But my grandfather loved the old school Star Trek. And the thing that he would always put on right before I went to bed was an episode. And that I remember seeing it because I was like, oh, these little like little fur babies. And like, <laughs> they're everywhere. They're all over the ship. <laughs> and like, that was the one that stuck out the most to me. <laughs> I was like, I just want one so bad. <laughs> What's a what's amazing to me, Dr. Is that you could you could mix these two genres? I think is lack of a better term, and put them into books. It's pretty amazing. Would it really be it's, that it, interesting? Wrestling and aliens, because on they, I feel like they he did it. He hit the nail on the head. Like they feel like they go hand in hand. <laughs> It's like I said, it really seemed like a pretty natural fit once I thought about it. You know, um, the part of it is, you know, I, one of the good pieces of writing advice I got somewhere along the way was if there's a book that you really want to read and you can't find it, then you should write it. And I guess that's kind of what I did. There's not a lot of great wrestling fiction out there. Um, there's some examples. Chad Dundas wrote a book called Champion of the World that I think is really great. Um, there's some other examples out there, but uh, the only other science fiction wrestling book I have found uh, is by an author named Z. Jeffries, and it's called Pro Wrestling Saves Earth, which is a fun read, too. Uh, but there's not a lot out there. And so uh, I figured, you know, write what I want to read, and that's what I did. Growing up in Florida, watching wrestling, what turned you on to wrestling who was the first wrestler that you saw that all of a sudden you garnered your interest into wanting to be part of this sport and we'll call it a sport yeah, yeah. dusty Rhodes is is definitely the answer to your question uh you know i that that was certainly the first wrestler that really captured my imagination uh you know i i, I mean i i i really had the good fortune, I think, of growing up in the right time and place to, you know, for wrestling, getting to see, you know, Ric Flair, Harley Race, uh, Jack Briscoe. Um, I, I really enjoyed, by the way, your Barry Windham uh, interview the other night. I don't know if you can see it, but the poster hanging behind me is from a show in Sarasota, I would guess in the late 70s, early 80s, but Barry Windham is the headliner on the show. Uh, and then uh, Kendall Wyndham is actually on the undercard. I don't know if you can see that at the bottom. Yeah, I could see it. That's an incredible-looking poster, too. I loved it. So I'm glad you enjoyed that interview. Barry Wyndham, um, one of my, and being a Northeast guy, he still falls in my top ten most favorite wrestlers. 
incredible talent. Uh, I, I really wish he could have done more up here. Uh, I understand why he didn't, but yeah, I, I, I got to tend to agree with you. Thank you. Rock and wrestling. Oh, let's call it punk and wrestling. Did you ever think about punk. combining your musical interests instead of that rock and wrestling deal in the 80s at doing a punk and wrestling deal? Because obviously you're into the punk rock deal. Yeah, I've, I've thought about that a little bit. Um, I've got one song that will come out that is uh, tied in with the books, so it, it kind of goes there on the on the connection between, um, I don't know if I'd call the song punk rock, but everything I write musically is pretty pretty stripped down, straightforward rock and roll, if, if, not, if not punk rock, hard rock. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, so I've, 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 uh, I've thought about that for sure. Again, I want to remind everybody watching the show right now, we've got Gorp the Grappler, uh, the Grappler Chronicles, book number one, which is then, I believe, followed up by The Son of the Blackbird. Am I correct? Book That's number right. two. Yeah. Yep. Um, where can we get these books? Really anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Google Play, Kobo, uh, Apple, Smashwords, pretty much anywhere you want to buy a book online, you should be able to find them. So we're going to hit you with something, DR, with something we call the Pharaoh's final question, but clearly the Pharaoh's not here. So my wonderful co-host is going to ask you a final question. I don't know what she's going to ask you. It's unscripted. She may ask you about what you're drinking. I have no idea. But Daniela, the Pharaoh's final question. <laughs> um honestly like especially what I'm, I'm i'm a music person i'm sorry i couldn't really hold my weight with the star trek with with your music though and i i was listening do you think you can hear one of your songs because i feel like aew and like you know wwe has um what's rhea ripley's and them's little blend do you can you see one of your songs that that theme song for those those combined wrestling teams that that darker i know you say it's rock but you know rock and punk kind of go hand in hand in a sense i feel you can you can one feeds off of the other can you see maybe one day one of your bands one of your babies getting to that next level of uh being the theme song on one of these big time groups, these these dark lords, these inner beings, so to speak, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I'd love to see that. It would be great. Uh, there, um, there was a, you know, there's been some some great songs used in wrestling, Motorhead songs and uh, other songs like that. That uh, yeah, I, I I could see that, and uh, hopefully one of the. One of the songs that I'm working on now could could end up in that in that category, but um, uh, that that would be great. Well, again, I want to remind everybody out there, Gorp the Grappler could be bought at Amazon. Just go to Amazon, type in the name, get it. It's an excellent book. It's been sitting on this table uh, for a long time. I read it on the beach last year, and I loved it. And most recently, I've gotten the next two books, Son of the Blackbird, which I'll be reading shortly. And then again, Ambush at the Palace. Um, DR, I want to thank you for joining us. Our first initial episode of me and Daniela doing a show together. Um, it's been great meeting you, and you're a pretty impressive human being. Very, uh, very well-rounded, for sure. Much more well-rounded than I am. You took the words out of my head. You did. Well, I really, really appreciate you having me on. Like I said, I've, I've enjoyed the show for a while. You guys made the comment when you had Barry Windham on. You know, you talked about when wrestling was really wrestling, and that's, you know, that's what it's about for me. That's that's really what I what I love and what I hope I'm I'm kind of uh, bringing out in these in these books. So, thanks for having me on. I've I've also noticed that you've had the book on your desk for a long time. Really appreciate that and. Uh, um, all the best with uh, with your new co-host. Uh, 
I appreciate that, and uh, much respect goes out to you. Thank you again for supporting the show. And if I could say this, um, if your goal was to show your love for those three things that uh, you love the most, music, writing, wrestling, sci-fi, I could tell you reading this book, you accomplished that mission. Very enjoyable. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. All right. Best of luck. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Daniela, what did you think of that interview? What did you think of DR? He got me wanting to get a book. I'm going to get a book. That's that's the idea. I know. I'm not going to lie. That's the idea. I'm like, okay, I'll read. You know, I I would never think you were a sci-fi person. Oh, my God. I love sci-fi. I do. I'm... I, that's, I guess that inner nerd in me, like I definitely, cause I, the Tom Cruise, all those, I love just knowing that there's something bigger beyond our earth. And like, I don't know, I am into that stuff. I do like it. I, I gotta say, you know, knowing you for this time now, it does seem you like you really do enjoy your life. Would that be a would that be a true statement? I mean, yeah, of course. I but you know, with with a lot of people I feel that when you say, Are you living a happy life? I am living my best life because it is my depiction, my book, and I'm writing it. Wow. Well said. You've been watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler and podcast, Monty Nefaro. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page, the Monty Nefaro Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor TV, Channel 115 every Tuesday and Channel 20 uh, every Wednesday. Daniela, you want to give another shot as episode next Thursday? What do you think? Yes, Captain. There she is. I want to thank you. We'll see you next week. We love you all. See you next Thursday, 9 p.m. Monty along with the wonderful Daniela Petro. Send us out, Daniela. Send us out, boss. See you next Thursday, guys. I'm having a wonderful time with Monty Nefero. And I'm going to play him in the cross face again. And he's going to go down right now. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> there was a big story about your claim that you made a man disappear after an attempted rape on your person as a teenager. Did you realize how public this was going to get with in, like, police involvement? No, hell no. Please show This life is tearing me apart. This life is tearing me apart
Yes.